0: gorgeous george and Coz, are you ready junkie nation are you ready well, let's get it all from the fight capital of the world las vegas nevada this is nma junkie radio, junkie radio. What is going on Junkie Nation? Gorgeous George and goes reporting for duty here on a Thursday morning for your obvious Thursday delivery. Excited to talk to you here for the next 45 minutes or so. We're going to keep it a little short and tight today. But there's some big news out there that we need to discuss. Of course, we'll give you some friendly reminders of all the action going on this weekend. Not that there's a ton of it, especially on the MMA side. I think VKFC is really the ones that are flexing big time. So we'll chime in on them. We'll chime in on the UFC, uh, their fight card, their fight night. And we'll touch on this big news with Nate Diaz uh, turning himself in to the police down in New Orleans. Izzy Adesanya blew up overnight. And then, of course, a couple of news nuggets scattered throughout. Your friendly reminders for our watch along. with will be right back. goes i stand corrected on spinning back click and more than likely all the shows that we've produced through the week you know whether it's our triple g show on the on patreon or the junkie radio show that we do sunday nights and monday mornings i've been dismissing this thing social media i've been dismissing this thing with nate diaz as a scuffle like that i don't think is going to turn into a big deal now i still have uh i, I may still be right you know in terms of more from the lawsuit thing good friend of the show john orlando was telling me oh that dude's getting popped for 150 grand at least he's gonna settle this that whatever i go hey settle down john like this thing was just a fight so that was him having a private conversation with me that is no big deal he trusts me um but he he says look because he's grown up obviously his dad's tony orlando the singer he's grown up in the hollywood scene and he says he will just go after rich people's money and I go, sure. But see, goes, I watched a lot of um, um, Law and Order? Huh? Law and Order? No. I watched God. a lot of cases in the real life play out where then I asked friends of ours that are attorneys, what's the deal here? And they say, remember, you have to prove the suffering. You know, You have to bring something to a judge and say, man, I suffered. And that's where the money can start to. To, to grow, right? And at the time, I don't think I had seen the kid's head bleeding. He seemed to have sh- shaken it off. He's a social media influencer. I'm too lazy to put my fingers up as a quote thing. He's a amateur um, MMA fighter. So he's not some nerd that was looking for a selfie either. Anyway, I didn't see something initially where someone could say oh yeah i'm suffering i'm doing this kind of like what colby's saying he busted my tooth 60 80 thousand dollar watch uh rain damage he's looking for damages you see what i'm saying but he mm-hmm. pressed charges he's going through a whole sequence of things this kid hasn't pressed charges now that said overnight nate diaz turned himself in because the new orleans police department had issued a uh, arrest warrant on monday and so he had to go to new orleans he had to go i guess back to new orleans and um, turn himself in um now there according to his attorney zach rosenfeld they're voluntarily turning himself in which is kind of weird because that means no manhunt for the guy um and he plans to prove he acted in self-defense so again He's going through all this because they they did the, um, the warrant, but I still am not convinced that this is as serious as everyone thinks because, again, the other guy didn't press charges, and I still think it was all part of a skirmish. They did say if found guilty, he could face up to eight years in prison and a $2,000 fine, which is the penalty in Louisiana. Now, here's one last thing goes, and then I want you to unpack it there are times where i am scanning the news whether it's yahoo or just little things and there's certain states in the united states where there is some crazy stuff that can happen like you can be going like 90 miles an hour in louisiana or maybe mississippi or alabama and it's far worse than doing it in california where they just kind of tack on you know make it more severe because you're going over 70 and so the judge will do this and do that but apparently there's some counties or some places where things can just escalate in certain parts of the country. That's the part that I'm not too familiar with and how, and how bad this little situation could be. You know, think about all the times you've seen TVs and movies and then, like, no, not in our cozy little town partner. You know what I mean? So anyway, <laughs> what do you what did you think of all this? You think it's getting more serious than it is or you still think at the end of the day with, again, that guy having not pressed charges. Didn't look like he sustained that much damage, honestly. Um, you think this is going to be a big deal on the legal side and then eventually a possible lawsuit?
1: Well, that I think that's the question is what the definition of a big deal is, right? If uh, if we're expecting jail time, I don't think that's going to happen, but possibly probations or fines, mm. that sort of stuff. And for Nate an Diaz, I think he has enough money where. That shouldn't be a big deal, mm-hmm. but if this guy did decide to press charges uh, or file a lawsuit, I think Nate Diaz would be up shits creek. Really, I mean, money wise, because the injury that he sustained was in the back of his head, mm-hmm. and those are the ones that are are more difficult to prove that there isn't a problem. You know, you go back to uh, the Brady Bunch. Remember when that guy's neck? Everybody says their neck, because that's kind of hard to prove that it's not bothering you.
0: And mm-hmm. so all
1: he's got to say is I've been dizzy since that night. Look at this gash on the back of my head. You know, all that stuff. Um, he could, he could probably get some money out of Nate Diaz. As far as jail time, I don't think uh, anything on that side, but it could put this fight in jeopardy. You never know. You know, this is less time he's training. Um, mm-hmm. It could just be that they don't want to deal with all that shit. Uh, and they postpone the fight. I,
0: I don't know. But uh I don't think he'll do jail time. Though. All of that seems pretty accurate to me. As you were talking, I was just thinking of all the things that I've kind of seen and heard, you know, like, for example, McGregor, he swiped at that guy's phone. I'm sure he had to probably replace the phone and maybe give him 10 G's. I don't know. The, the old man that he swung at, I don't know how they do it in Ireland. Um, that guy seemed to rush it off. We didn't seem to get any form of an injury, but there was video, you know, and um, there was another one I was just going to say, and it escaped me, but I don't think he's going to do jail time. I think probably this guy has a choice to make. I I think I know what I was going to say. Kind of what Mazadal said, hey, Colby, how are you going to fight if you're claiming brain damage? He's going to be pinned into a corner. Now, I don't know much about this Rodney Peterson. I think that's his name. I got it right here. Uh, what's this Joker's name? Where'd it go? I was just looking at, it. not Chase Demar. Chase Demar is the guy that was boxing. Mm-hmm. His name was in here somewhere. It's in the story. It's on Junkie. I was scanning it so quick that um, I just can't find it. But this is the Logan Paul look like Rodney Peterson Jr., social media influencer, pro boxer, and amateur MMA fighter. Now those last two things goes also, I think, work towards what I was saying. A fight was breaking out and a guy approaches you. And a lot of people that I've been discussing this with on YouTube comments or social any social media comments, there's you know, a lot of them are saying he's coming up with his hands up in you know, a martial arts, you know, way. And I'm like, I don't dispute that, but that doesn't mean that someone can't. I mean, like, you never heard of the fake, like, hey bro, we're all good, and then boom, you get socked. Give me a fucking break, if you never heard of that one. And so from Nate's side, if if just that guy came up to him at the Mandalay Bay, you know, by Starbucks, just walking by, even then a fighter should be like, Oh, hey, how, how you doing? You know, but your early action your early instincts are to just look at the person, who are you, um, and then evaluate real quick as you're talking. Oh, that's just a nice guy. He wants a selfie or he wants to chat MMA or or whatever, you know, but late at night when a fight just broke out in the arena and now you're kind of like, it looked like an alley or a a party street scene, you know, and a fight breaks up and some guy just casually walks up to, Oh, by the way, he looks like Logan Paul. Oh, by the way, he looks like someone you would recognize so that if you saw him earlier in the, in the, um, the arena or the club or wherever those fights were taking place, hanging with that guy, you recognize the build of someone else that might want to get down I thought Nate handled it. The only thing he could have done was maybe kept the distance, like just kept pushing him away and and kept walking away. But as the fight's breaking out, I'm sorry, man. I just think you're on high alert. You're looking, you're looking, you know, because someone might hunt you down. They might, you know, I can't imagine there's not kids out there going, man, I'd like to slap Nate Diaz one time just to get it on video. And so I think he's always kind of on high alert. Now, should Nate be in these situations? Of course not, man. This guy's a multimillionaire. I appreciate his loyalty to defending his guy. But you know what you tell security? Hey, we just had trouble. Get us out the side door. We're just, we're busting out, you know? Is that how they roll? Not really. Apparently not. But once that stuff was a big deal inside the club, inside the, the, the venue, they probably should have recognized and said, let's get back to the hotel. We're not in our home state. We don't know how they roll here. Plus, to be fair, there's just people out there that will shank you or shoot you or do whatever. Like, you know, all the jujitsu in the world is not going to stop some of these weapons either. So anyway, I, but it's, a, it. you know, Louisiana is a state
1: that I have to imagine probably has stricter laws because of what they deal with in new Orleans and Mardi Gras. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking if I'm the other guy's attorney, it just, to me it just seems so easy you know you just kind of go all right mr diaz uh, is this your first altercation and just you could probably lay off a, a bunch of other ones oh you had one earlier tonight were you the were you the victim that time too oh you had one at, at the cosmo were you a victim there and one at planet hollywood and and by the way you belong to a, a group what do they call each other the scrap pack you know what do you guys <laughs> scrapbooking is that is that what that's all about i mean it just seems so easy to go this
0: doesn't sound like a guy who's a victim mm-hmm could 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 Diaz's guy say this was self-defense? He could,
1: but I don't know. I mean the video to me doesn't prove too much for either guy. honestly. So
0: I, I thought think that guy was pretty- coming more towards Nate than he, Nate coming to him
1: could be I don't know, but I think it comes down to more like eyewitnesses because the video
0: just doesn't tell me enough. okay, one last thing here. we won't beat this one to death. You're the judge. Your ghost keeping it real, 100, whatever, and you're sitting there with your black robe on, you know the laws, and as you're watching this, man or woman, I think you're probably thinking, this is ridiculous, let's just get through it, What? I want to find him, or what's the deal, I don't see this as a big deal, and I see it getting fixed quickly. But me as a judge, if I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this as an altercation. I'd give Diaz a strict warning, probations, this and that, but I'm not throwing his ass in jail. And as far as, like, if anything having to do with some sort of a lawsuit, I I don't see a guy that suffered much. He's going to have to go through a lot of battery tests to say, man, this is all that's going on with me, the neck brace, the this, the that. I can't fight. I can't make money. Sure, then it could turn ugly. But I'm telling you, I think it's going to become... One of those were, um unless the attorneys, what do they call it, pro bono, which personal injury usually it is. But remember, they get their chunk. At some point, that kid's going to go, hey, if I can get 50 Gs out of them, 25 Gs, maybe we're just done. I don't know. But um I, I still see it. After all this, it's not being that big of a deal. Yeah. Except for time. Time sucks. Yeah that yeah, that's the problem. like you said he's not training
1: he's got to yeah. fly back to new orleans right. for everything you know any type of hearing all that shit so it's going to be a pain in the ass but yeah if I'm a judge i don't do jail time i just do big fine cuz it, it, you're not just you're not just dealing with nate diaz you're kind of sending a message to everybody that wants to come to new orleans and cause trouble so i think mm-hmm. i give him a you and not a welcome don't come mm-hmm. back uh here's a hefty fine especially high profile you know i think that is one thing that uh, you just don't want to put in people's heads that you can come to New Orleans and just be a fool. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Um, here's another big one. Israel Adesanya overnight on his Stylebender show or YouTube channel, he is really now seething towards drekus Duplessis. And so he kind of was caught on camera. Obviously, he's doing uh, a, a video. And but he was like, okay, I'm coming after this cat. I really want to fight him, and I want to fight him next. Now, just to remind everybody, Dricus Duplessis and Robert Whitaker were booked last week when Dana White kind of released a bunch of uh, matchups. It's a title eliminator at UFC 290 on July 8th. Goes and I have already chimed in. Like, wait a minute. We kind of didn't agree with that too much because it sounded like Israel wanted to go. The UFC always wants their stars to go. This one has heat. And it involves the continent of Africa where maybe the UFC is not ready to go there and throw on a show. But still, eyeballs. Eyeballs, storylines, whatever. And uh, if anything, from Adesanya's side, you know, you you sell pay-per-views. You create a spotlight for for your continent. it, it's got heat like I, I just think I thought it was tailor-made for him, you know? but somehow they went with this matchup versus Whitaker Israel saying he wants him next he can't have him next if he loses the Whitaker obviously most of us think he's the Whitaker I think he's already three you three to one underdog the Whitaker Let the fight play out. He may win who knows and maybe it's even bigger than we thought that said what Israel Adesanya was saying, I, I didn't have because this happened late last night. I did not time to go into every single quote that both guys have said across Instagram and and YouTube channels and this and that. But I don't remember Dracius Duplessis making it that horrific uh, of a of, of his comments. Here's what I could gather, guys. Um, here, here's what I'll start with what Israel sonya said. Israel Sonia said, "I'm going to beat him. I'm going to fucking beat him until he's black." He said, "Okay, I get it. He's a white guy. You're a black guy, and that's pretty funny—black and blue." He says, "You can't know your history. I've never questioned him as an African because you were born in Africa, South Africa. Of course, you're African. I never questioned that. But who the fuck is this?" He says, "Cracker, to tell me who the fuck I am, who the fuck Amaro is." who the fuck Engano is. I'm like, are you dumb? As a product of colonization, are you trying to tell me who the fuck I am? You could take the boy out of Africa, but you could never take the Africa out of the boy. I never did that to him. I never, ever discredited him discredited him as an African. Okay, you are. Cool. You want to make a fight? Cool. But the fact that as a, as a fucking cracker, tell me who the fuck I am, that pissed me off, and that's why my next fight, because I don't want to fight anyone else. Sorry, that's why he's my next fight, because I don't want to fight anyone else. This pisses me off. Um, I want you to chime in, but let me just give you the plus C quote that's on our story. It it's similar to what I've heard. And I don't know if Izzy, if there's other stuff going on, maybe over there that he hears, more local stuff or what. But from my end, I thought Duple C played this perfectly using this angle as a guy that you know is playing the politics game trying to sidestep to get to a title shot, building off the winning streak. This is what he said goes. He said, did those belts ever go to Africa? As far as I know, they came to America and New Zealand. I'm going to take the belt to Africa. I'm an African fighter in the UFC, myself and Cameron Simon, another MMA fighter. We breathe breathe African air. We wake up in Africa every day. We train in Africa. We're African born, we're African raised, and we still reside in Africa. We train out of Africa. That's an African champion. That's who I'll be. Because as I see it, <laughs> it's kind of a brilliant poke. I don't think he said, like, oh, homeboy abandoned this country or anything like that. He's just more saying, like, the belts would be coming back to Africa properly. Kamaro's taking his belts to Africa. So has probably all of them, to be honest. I know it has. But I, I saw it more as a perfect poke of the bear and not some sort of a demeaning or slight to, oh, you ran away from your roots type thing. How about you? Right. I mean,
1: I think we've seen this before in history in different uh, fighters. I remember Julio Cesar Chavez and Oscar De La Hoya had something a little similar where, um, you know, you just kind of have to tip your hat a little bit. Like, I'll give you an example. Georgia and I were of Mexican descent. Okay, we were born here in the United States. My girlfriend was born in Mexico, lived in Mexico. Anytime somebody brings up any type of question or anything like that, don't we just kind of tip our hat and just kind of look at her like, "Would you like to answer this?" Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that by her doing that that we're uh, you know she's sliding us in any way or anything like that. It, I, I don't know. I I, just, I think the bottom line is this kid's just too sensitive, man. He's very, very sensitive. And I, I thought what Duplessis, I thought it was a good angle. Mm-hmm, um, me too. And I'm sure he was trying he was trying to poke him a little bit, Dude. but I don't know if it was to the extent that Izzy's taking it. And then when Izzy fires back, like he almost looks more silly because you know he's throwing out cracker, and that that, that ain't like uh that's something that was probably used when George and I were, were growing up like nothing, but throughout the years. And if you look at the definition of it, that could probably be offensive to some people and probably less of all people. It's not as offensive to a uh, DDP as it is to other people, you know? So I, I don't know, man, like uh, I think the bottom line is you are just too sensitive, man. You're such a good fighter uh, and you have something that a lot of us don't have. And that's the ability to just shut people up with your own actions, which you do. Um, There's nothing DDP can say that can take that away from you, you know, and you have the opportunity in your job that if you don't like them, get in there and fight them and shut them up, you know, but um, these kind of like pissy fits that he throws against the media, against other fighters, against like, it's just, I don't know. It's not a good look. Like one, one one of the cool things about Michael Jordan was he wasn't like a big mouth. You know what I mean? Like on the court, he's talking shit the same way Israel Adesanya is talking shit during a fight or whatever. Um, but he got the job done. And I think that's what made him look so menacing was you didn't you couldn't get under his skin. You didn't know how to get in there. Everybody was dying to know what was going on upstairs in his head. And, and you couldn't get to that. With Israel Adesanya, it's like the reverse.
0: It's the weirdest thing, man. But I think he could be Jordan-esque. yeah. It's funny because I was thinking Messi, Brady, all cool customers on the field. You know, I'm sure they talk their smack while the game's going, but other than that, they know how to turn it off. And please, folks, don't fucking send me some quote of someone having a meltdown. You know what I mean, for the most part. Um, Israel Adesanya, why did all this just occur to him? This was pre-fight that Duke... Duke, uh, quotes of plus Duplessis as he was, sorry, post fight, as he was setting things up after the last time that he fought, Um UFC 285, I believe, I can't remember, no, 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 Ooh, yeah, somewhere around there, uh, he was at 285 here in, in Las Vegas, if I'm not mistaken, and so it wasn't that long ago, why is the reaction just here now, he was saying it then. Maybe he was focusing on his fight or whatever. I think he had his chance, but now this fight's been made. Now, if Izzy has the juice for them to take that fight apart and him fight on July 8th, hey, I'm all in. If Izzy were to kind of give us the link, hey, guys, the same way Duplassi's playing this game, I'm playing it too, relax. Hey, I'm all in. But that didn't look like it to me, because I've covered this guy now for five, six years, just like you have. It just looked like what you said. Just is he kind of having a meltdown at the wrong time? Like he just, he he can be so cool and handle his business and be such a proper champion and and gentleman at times. I don't know if you saw the backstage interaction between him and Pajeda. He even joked about when he went to Brazil, he didn't get a chance to see it because he got knocked out by Pajeda. He says, I'd love to come to Brazil and train with you. He he does so, so much stuff that's so cool, you know, stuff like that or he does keep it real, and then he has this little uh, meltdown when in reality, all he's doing is he should be thanking Du He's going to put money in his pocket. This could be built up pretty big, you know? And maybe Izzy's actually outfoxing us and doing what Jose Aldo and Anderson Silva didn't do, and that's putting his chips in. But to me, it looks like one guy just antagonized the other, and that's what Chael did to uh, Anderson Silva, and that's what Connor did to Jose Aldo. It looks like Drikus Du is going in that way, but I thought he did it in a way where he kept his ducks in a row, talked about being in Africa, ringing the bells to Africa, and emphasizing that I'm still here while well, not, I don't see how he got into colonization or color or division, honestly, I just don't see that. Unless, again, there's, I didn't read today's South African Sun-Times, I'm making that up, or whatever, stuff that maybe Izzy's here and you know, I'm just going off the latest of what I saw with my own eyes.
1: Yeah, man. If I if I'm Izzy, I just uh, if I'm gonna take a shot at DDP, I take a shot at his record. You know, and I just if you look at it, yeah, it's it's a streak, but I wouldn't say it's like a nice streak where you're we're taking out killers or anything like that. He's just right time, right place, and uh, yeah, I, I want to make that fight. I would want to make that fight, but you know what? When that when the fight comes around. Odds-wise, it's got to be a landslide towards uh, Israel Adesanya. hmm
0: Okay. Um, here's one big. This is some big news, in my opinion. It's outside of MMA, but we're having a little bit of fun right now tackling the big stories. Did you see Geronta Davis and Ryan Garcia sold 1.2 million pay-per-view buys? Yeah. That's dope, yeah. man. Because but it's kind of excited at, about that fight, and, and I'm glad that it had that type of pop. If you look at it
1: though, they're saying it was it was more of a Ryan Garcia pop, right? If you look at some of his past fights versus Davis's past fights, and
0: oh he's the star?
1: It seems like it, yeah. yeah. Now I'm, I'm sure this fight helped Davis out, but I think before that he had only scored as high as like 200 and some. Javante Davis. Yeah.
0: Okay. But I do think this fight put him over. That's an impressive number, for sure. And Javante Davis is one hell of a boxer. Personally, as a human being, he's made some mistakes, for sure. And I think he, uh, he needs to clean that up, for sure. But as a fighter, and I'm just focusing on that, oh, man, that guy, he really does have some nice power. I think I wish I was... He was a little bit more active, but he's like a snake, like a king cobra. When he coils up and strikes, man, it's horrific. Mm-hmm. I've also been boxing with people online. I've been boxing a lot in comments. Goes, I still think when I saw him take that hit, delay, take the knee, sit there very calmly, look at the ref, understand the count, and then immediately pop up at ten, dude. One second later, sorry, you're in a proper prize fight. Tough it out, see if you can get to the end of the round, and then gut it out. you know. Now I'm not saying go out there and get devastated and laid out like Rampage through the ropes against Vanderlei or nothing like that, but I still think there was more fight in you and it would have benefited you down the road. He's only 23 years old. Why? Because I've seen a lot of boxers tough out that situation and then every fight is, yes, every liver shot's different. Yes, I've never been in there, but I still felt goes from what I saw with my own eyes. He could have gotten up and just seen what happened after that.
1: Yeah, actually. I mean, I agree. I don't even know that he needed to go down because, um, you know, the fear is getting hit again. But like I said, Davis just doesn't throw a lot. So I mm. think if you and, and I don't even know that Davis knew he was hurt. So I, I think if he could have just retreated a little bit and maybe moved around a little bit, shook it off, he would have been fine. I don't even think he needed to go down, to be
0: honest. But, um, you know, he did. And that that's that. That's actually a perfect word. Shook. He was shook. He was shook. And, um, you know, a lot of people are saying that maybe that rehydration clause, he couldn't get past 146 or something like that. Maybe he just wasn't feeling it. Maybe he was feeling weak that night. And if that, if that is the case, and we had something just short of a I'm going old school here, 1980, Roberto Duran, no mass moment. Then what are you going to do? You know, but, Mm -hmm. um, That's the only part that disappointed me was uh, I don't know, I I, it really pulled me back into boxing for the moment. And we paid our 85 fair and square, we're not streamers over here. Um, and it had these moments where both guys would you know go at each other, but then it kind of ended kind of like with uh, like a dud. We got a big fireworks box, we're working towards all the big stuff. And then we're just lighting them, and they're not—they're not doing much. So, anyway, 1.2 million—that's the biggest inboxing since Gennady Golovkin and Canelo Alvarez in their first fight generated 1.3 million. The announced crowd was 20,842. Let's just call it 21,000. The gate was 22.8 million dollars. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, that's dope. That's massive, and there was a lot of big stars there. It was it was, uh, it was a good thing going on there. All right, here's what's going on this weekend. But before that, let me remind you, goes and I will be hosting a watch-along on May 6th for UFC 288 that includes Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Sahudo, Balan Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. That's your main and co-main event. A few other ranked fighters are fighting on the card, uh, like Jessica Andrade versus Janan Yan. Uh, Verna Jandarova and Marina Rodriguez, Evlar, uh, what's his name? Moslav Evlar against Bryce Mitchell. So, anyway, it's a good card, and goes and I will be doing that watch along May 6th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Four fights on the prelims and five on the pay per view Just like we've been doing for the past three, we might even be going on four years for crying out loud. Join us then, won't you? And also spinning back like every Monday noon, Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Join us live as we unpack all the latest stories in Mixed Martial Arts for one hour with our colleagues. It's fun. We have a chat room. You can participate, ask questions, make comments, try and get to as many in the chat as we can. And we get to really uh, breathe life into these stories, give our opinions and uh, have a little bit d- discussion. So, check out standing back like every Monday's noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. goes this weekend we have USC fight night 223 Simone versus Yadong. Now, let's just put the Yadong jokes to the side, otherwise, we're gonna get distracted. We don't have too much time today, but um, uh, this is a great matchup. This is one hell of a main event. After that, hey, you gotta be a pretty hardcore fan. um You're know you going to have some competition with NHL and NBA because I don't know if you've been watching that, but those games have been nuts. Uh, So it's not like the most sexiest card ever, but it's one hell of a main event. It's a good main event, but the rest of the card and the amount of time that
1: they want you to spend on it, it's just not going to happen, man. Not with NBA playoffs, not with NHL playoffs. There's too many things to distract you. This is one where I think you... um, you, you may be pass on, on spending that whole day
0: in front of the uh
1: in front of the tv
0: <laughs> pretty much man um every fight card that we do if you're ever curious we have and i know some of you know this but some of you don't we have a free app that's available on all smartphones and tablets and it's got all the information you want like hey what's on the card george aside from simone and yadong kai Borayo versus Mihail Mikhail Olenetschek, Cody Rundage, Rodolfo Vieira, info like that, right? Mm-hmm. And on the free app and on our schedule tab at the top of the website, you can see all the time. So I'm just going to give this to you just so you guys know. The fights start on ESPN2 and ESPN Plus at 30 p.m. Eastern. That's 1.30 p.m. Pacific. And the main card will be on ESPN Plus at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. If you're ever watching on ESPN2 and then they disappear, go to ESPN+. Plus. They're always on ESPN+. Plus, except for the pay-per-views. Well, even those are on ESPN+. Plus, except part of their pay-per-view service. But that's usually a kind of a nice place to land. But it does get confusing. There's times where I'm watching on ESPN and then go to ESPN2. They're moving things around. And if you ever get confused, go to the schedule tab over at MMA Junkie or on our uh, on our free app or. All smartphones and tablets, the information is there the fight card, the records, where you can catch them, what time, location, blah blah blah. So, check it out. Now, let's move over to Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships. They got a pay-per-view. This is their first pay-per-view of all time uh, in their existence. They've been around for about five years now. It's VKFC 41 Perry versus Rockhold. Two MMA guys, Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold, are fighting in the main event. Chad Mendes versus Eddie Alvarez in the Coleman event. Christine Ferreira, who, by the way, is a beast, can catch her as well. She's going to be fighting former MMA fighter, Beck Rawlings. Big Ben Rothwell is also on the card. He's fighting Josh Copeland. It's forty nine ninety nine, and the event starts at 9 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Now, that's not the end of the world for me because it'll kind of sync up a little bit with that other fight card I was telling you about. So I'm going to use Pacific Time. The main card for Simone and Yadong starts at 4, and the main card for Bare Knuckle starts at 6. So I may have a little bit of overlap, but for the most part, I'll be able to catch all the big fights. Hopefully that helps you guys out. Goes. I highly doubt you're not more pumped up about Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships 41 than UFC Fight Night 223. Way more.
1: You could actually take one or two off of Bare Knuckle, and I would still be more pumped up about their card. And the thing is about them, um, you can watch those undercard fights and the pacing of their show is perfect. And the undercard fights, like they're just scraps, dude. I mean, like you don't really need to know too much about these guys. Just tune in. Uh, the fights are over quick. You know, They're not going into the deep rounds very rarely. So I'm all in on that, man. That's
0: going to be fun. That's a very good point. I have observed that as well. The pacing is really, really good at Bare Knuckle, so um, it's really, really something easy to take in. If you've never watched it, don't get grossed out by a few highlights that you've seen or pictures that you've seen. Yes, it's bloody. I'm not going to lie to you, but I think it's what appeals to a lot of people when MMA slows down, whether it's either on the ground, against the fence, or just slow action. Here you have big names that have put in their dues to the sports of combat sports, And they're just going at it. And they're getting paid pretty well. They all seem to be happy over there. And like Go said, great pacing. Not too many, from what I remember, controversial decisions. Like, it seems like it gets sorted out pretty good. So, look, I'm not working for Bare Knuckle. They didn't hire us to do anything. But I'm encouraging people to pay the $49.99. I think you'll be more pleased with that $49.99 than if you – well, call it $50. Than the 85 dollars Anybody might have spent on boxing a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll be worth your money. You may even become a fan. So check it out uh, on Saturday. Baron and Uncle Fighting Championship. So give me some quick predictions here. Mike Perry, Luke Rockhold, who wins?
1: Oh, man, this one's tough. I, I think uh, I'm leaning towards Mike Perry just because he's already done it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got that type of style. Luke Rockhold is more of a distance fighter, and I think he has a lot of uh, success with his punches because yeah. of his kicks. It's almost the other way around, right? The way he throws his kicks, I think, open up his punching. He won't have that here, so he's got a straight-up box. And if that's done at a distance, then I think Luke Rockhold wins. But if Mike Perry can get up close and be nasty and get him up in the clinch, then I think it's Mike Perry's night.
0: Yeah, Mike Perry was able to deal with Michael Venom Page and his length as well. And Page fought well. I'd like to see Page do it again, by the way. I thought he was going to be too much karate and stance and not enough engagement. But no, man, he he sold me if he ever wants to do it again. I just think not having done it is a trip a little bit. But I think Perry's adapted well. He's now had... Three fights, if you include the custom rules fight that he had, fired a bare knuckle. And that familiarity, I think, will help him out a lot. But we'll see. Luke, you know, he's got some hands. Um, he's got length, and seems pretty happy and content. Like no pressure. Obviously, uh, it's a new home for him. Good payday for him. He trains with um, Jason Perillo, who's very noted for his boxing. Skills as a trainer, and I'm sure these guys have done some homework. He also went to Colorado, and he's been up there acclimating. So let's not forget their fight at 5,000 feet could make a difference for some fighters. We don't know. Luke his last fight in MMA was in Utah, and you could tell he paid the price there against Paulo Costa. Even though he gutted, he um. He paid the price. In fact, that's a great example of gutting it, Ryan Garcia. Go watch Luke Rockhold uh, at that fight card last August. Anyway, I'm gonna cheer for Luke Rockhold, but I'll keep it real. I think Perry is more than likely the, the, the chalk side here. What about Chad Mendez and Eddie Alvarez?
1: Chad Mendes, uh, again, having one fight already, I think is a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's just built for this type of combat a little better than Eddie is, and uh, the way he's really? able to mix, yeah, the way he because the way he throws and the angles he throws from, mm-hmm. the speed, I think he's gonna catch Eddie Alvarez. Uh, I think Eddie's Eddie's not as fast. That's gonna be a problem.
0: Okay, Christine Ferreira versus Beck Rawlings. Um... I know you think the world of so do I. But to be fair, Beck Rawlings, the reason she didn't succeed in MMA, it wasn't because of her hands. She has hands. She can box. The um, problem is this gal, this gal's fast. She's got power, but I believe she's 40 as well. Like, I don't know when mother time catches up with someone. Yeah, I think this is going to be a rough night for her. Um, for Fer- Ferreira, or Burke Rawlings?
1: For Rawlings, I, I think okay. it's going to be tough. I just I have all the advantages in Ferreira's corner. They're ju- they're mm-hmm. just all towards her. And then, like you said, you add in the fact that she's just been consistently doing this, and the age. I, I think it's her night.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Juliet was asking me the other day, "Hey, are you confident in your dong?" And I told her, "Simone." <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Give me your Simone and Yadong prediction. I think the pace of the fight is going to be
1: like insane. Um, every time I kind of I feel somewhat confident in Simone, uh, but I wouldn't be shocked, man. Yadong is 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 a gamer, and he can be a tough out sometimes. And sometimes he'll just kind of uh, sneak up on you and win rounds. But mm-hmm. I think Simone should be. Good to go on this fight.
0: He called Simone average, too. And I was like, man, like you're trash talking. All right, I get it. If that's your honest assessment, though, whoo, Simone is not average, man, because Jack mm-hmm. Shore is not average. And Simone beat Jack Shore, submitted him. He's beating Brian Kelleher now, Rafael Asunzal, Ray Borg. He did lose to um, Rob Font. He did lose to Uriah Favor when Uriah Faber kind of Came back out of that mini retirement. So maybe there's a little confidence going on there. Um, but th- this one, I have no problem with the main event. It'll be a good one. Check it out, folks. UFC Fight Night 223. All right, goes anything else on the table before we bounce on out of here?
1: Yeah, man. A guy who's probably refed more fights than uh, anyone at Mixed Martial Arts. Jerry Springer passed away. Dude, that's sad. mm
0: I did see that, and you just gave me a little scare. I was like, oh, no, did we lose a brother from mixed martial arts? I was like, I was already thinking, Herb Goddard, what What are you about to tell me right now? Mm-hmm. Excellent play, yes. Respect to Jerry Swinger. A lot of people don't know this, but he was a former mayor of the city of Cincinnati. So he started off kind of like on that side of things in politics, I guess you could say. And, yes, he turned late-night TV into mayhem by having a talk show that was edgy i remember me and my buddies would always pick up the phone and because this was even before i think texting and cell phones and just say did you see that shit?" you know what i mean because tops would come off real baby mama or real baby daddies would be revealed street fights left and right I don't think it goes back to when I lived with the guys in the mid nineties in the house. I think more in the late nineties when this thing started following off. But I can't remember. I, th- I remember what I'd call the guys, or they'd call me, and, and you just hear, "Did you just see that shit?" Yeah, you could tell everybody was kind of in bed with their bird or or, or just whatever, trying to keep it low. But um, he was nuts, man. He was he, he he took it to a high level that that kind of stuff.
1: Jerry, Jerry. Yeah, he changed the game
0: too. You know for. Uh... TV. So props to that guy. Yeah. One more time. Catch goes and I here on Junkie for the Junkie radio show that you're listening to Mondays and Thursdays is when the show officially drops. Sometimes we get it to you the night before. That way our overseas audience can start consuming it earlier. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify, Omni, all the podcast platforms out there that you would want to or that you are comfortable with that you use. It's there can also catch us on Click every Monday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. That one's live. It's with video. You can see my ugly mug with Bell's palsy right now, if you want. And I'm a panelist now. Usually I host, but I'm part of the team. And lastly, Goz and I will be hosting a watch-along on May 6th. It's for USC 288. We'll watch the fights along with you. What is that? Basically, you're watching fights, so are we. Turn us on, put the volume down on the guys. In between fights, during fights, whatever. Let's chat. We have a chat room. We talk gambling. We usually give out a lot of winners. And then once the pay-per-view comes, we're your guys. If you choose not to get it, we'll tell you what's happening in real time. Or if you get it, same thing. Keep hanging out. Whatever you want. Volume up, volume down. It's a fun time. That's how I came up through the sport, watching fights online with people and discussing it in the chat room. And it hasn't gone away. It's still a solid formula for a lot of people that Just doesn't have those hardcore buddies to hang out with on a Saturday night. All right. With that said, thank you so much for your time. As we know more about Diaz, Diaz's case, we'll update Junkie. And then goes and I obviously will update our comments and and, and things and and see, you know, because the legal stuff is a little hard to handle sometimes. And also the sensitivity of what is he saying? Division. We get some more quotes, find out more stuff that's been said. Then, hey, maybe we'll pull back some of the things we've seen. But I haven't seen any of that stuff. I haven't seen it get that ugly yet. I just wanted to be clear about that. Folks, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Go out and be a champion.